Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio Dispatches from the Verge. Today, David Morrison and I uh, discuss this idea of uh, creating a new book. David's currently in the process of writing two new books, um, and we kind of discuss how that's different than the book of poetry he wrote last year, uh, some of the things uh, we've learned, and just uh, talking about creativity in general as well. Uh, but before we get into that, thank you to Danny West. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Thank you to Jacob Nedia at Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background. Uh, if you want to learn more about Desert Rain Community, theruined.com is the place to go. drcrpod.com is the place to go for other episodes of Desert Rain Community Radio or wherever you found this uh, particular episode. Dreamwalkerway.com is the place to go to pick up David's book of poetry that I just mentioned, uh, Desolate Beauty, the Book of Light and Shadow. There's also an American Sign Language version on YouTube. Uh, Just search Dreamwalker is one word and then Way is the second word, and you should be able to find that. Uh, If you enjoy what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Word of mouth and social media really helps us. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio. David Morrison. Hola, sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> Happy Thursday. It is Thursday. It is May. The last Looking up Thursday of May. Memorial Day weekend. That's right. It's weird not having a real job because those things like slip by. Yeah. The, uh, the sensor. The old brain sensor. How are you doing? I'm a little okay. Yeah, you seem a little, kinda, little low energy. Yeah, I got low energy for low no energy. particular reason. Probably because I'm sleeping eight hours a day. Well, you're also doing your uh, early summer watering gig. So you're out in the sun. Yeah, that too. Moving, moving hoses. Making everything. Trying to rescue trees. Rescue tree 911. <laughs> I think that one I planted is dead. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. <laughs> the bottom has new growth, but the top is yeah. is dead. I was looking at it this morning. You never so, know. Yeah. Might want to put it on a soaker for oh, I, I, hours. I soaked it this morning. Like a real so, small 12-hour yeah. thing. Saturates so, around. Anyway. We shall see. Time will tell. Um, so we thought today we would explore this idea. You're in the middle of writing two new books. Well, I wouldn't say middle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's a much different endeavor than what we did last year with the haiku poetry book. It's, um, I mean, it's drastically different, I think. And, you know. In some ways, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know if you want to, yeah, if you want to describe the two the two books that are in early process, or if you want to just focus on the one since the, the we're st- still kind of debating the second one, but um, either way, um, if you want to give a little. Yeah. Recap. Yeah. Just don't hold us to anything. We'll, we'll see what it becomes, but the plan at the moment yeah, what, is. So today's May 25th. 
it'll probably be released in November, so it can drastically change yeah, who in knows? those in those six months. Have to allow for that. <laughs> but right now, yes, the plan is to pick up an earlier project from years ago on our kind of our take on centering prayer, mm-hmm. silence, contemplative prayer, that kind of thing, mixed with personal stories and experiences and scripture and other things like that. So there'll be that. And I, I think it's the way I would describe, or I mean, the way we've talked about it is sort of, you know, we've been using the, uh, I'm going to mess it up, but the open heart, open mind book about centering for the pathways to presence. Yeah. And it's kind of a, a bridge. Um, in my opinion, this is, this is my opinion. This isn't how you stated it, but sort of a bridge for someone that might not be at that, you know, jumping into, you know, a monk such as, um, Keating yeah. and his, his take yeah. on it, but it, it's sort of a, um, uh, I think you've called it like a working class spirituality yeah, type idea. I think so. And, and so it, it, it seems to be an, an easier entry point for someone that might be wanting to learn more about centering prayer and how to engage it. I hope so. Yeah. Non-institutional mm-hmm. for sure. So Keating, yeah, was definitely coming from the the mandate from Vatican II and the Catholic Church for mm-hmm. stirring up contemplative prayer for, quote-unquote, lay people. Mm. And so he has that agenda, so he's talking to those, that group mainly, mm-hmm. whereas I'll be talking to the people like us who are kind of spiritual orphans in a lot of ways, you know? Um, Spiritually curious even. If yeah, they, if, if yeah. you haven't really identified. Maybe you've never identified with an institution. Yeah. Or you're like me. You've been orphaned in the sense of you've you've lived long enough to see the... So so my church of origin is the Catholic Church. And in just my opinion, we I've lived long enough to see its institutional failure, uh, you know, worldwide. Uh, just with with the pedophilia scandal, and uh, and their covering up of it, mm-hmm. and then the the charis, sort of the charismatic evangel. It's not an institution, but it kind of is. Yeah, loose uh, loosely. Yeah, and we've seen them. You know, I've lived organized. long enough to see them collectively lose their goddamn minds. You know, and and into white Christian nationalism, uh, and and you know. All that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So where do you go from here? You know, you still, you might still like prayer. You still might be still intrigued by Christ uh, and those things, but you you want nothing to do with those, mm-hmm. the trappings of those institutions. So mm-hmm. anyway, and so sorry, what, I'm a little what, low energy today. What was the original, when you first started writing this book, however many years ago, what was your sort of the original thought process or premise, or, or maybe even better yet, that's not a great question, but sort of the original inspiration to, to put, you know, words to paper or words, words to a, yeah. a word file. <laughs> Probably cause we were, as a community, we were just learning contemplative prayer, mm. how to, you know, the, the mechanics of mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and, and definitely, yeah. Because, cause, uh, you know, you read Thomas Merton and he doesn't give a formula or anything mm-hmm. for that. Thomas Keating uh, did. 
Right. And which, so, which is the book we mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. And Richard Rohr does too. And Cynthia Bourgeau gave, Cynthia Bourgeau actually came out of that movement. That's mm. the contemplative outreach organization. I mean, she's okay. also an Episcopalian priest. And mm-hmm. so anyway, yeah. So, so it was kind of that and kind of trying to lay even more of in an evangelical way, the biblical foundations of it mm. too. Cause people are, you know, uh, people are still, regardless of what your relationship is to it, you're, you have a strange relationship with the Bible itself. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of does, I think. So, well, it's, I mean, it's it, one, it's, well, for, for our civilization, it's such an old text and yeah. it ripples into just about, you know, you can find it in literature, obviously yeah. in church, you know what I mean? People studying it yeah, and using the premises for movies and pop culture type stuff and yeah, the 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 Christofascists in Texas just tried to pass a law to to mandate public schools to have the Ten Commandments on the walls. So the, the bill failed. Bring it, bring it back. Yeah, but they're like the Taliban. They'll try again, and so because they are, they're the Christian Taliban. Well, yeah. the problem is the Taliban's actually good at propaganda using social media. Yeah. Whereas the, <laughs> these people aren't because they've aged out. <laughs> Maybe. I hope so. I hope that's... that's I mean, they've aged out of social media. They're obviously still in I mean, power. I you know what I mean? When you have a 90-year-old president. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I can't open Reddit without seeing the he gets us ads everywhere. Well, that I mean, that's... I mean, that's... That's a marketing firm. That's they have not, a lot of billions of dollars, yeah. I'm saying, to, to play yeah. with. And so anyway... Uh, so I'm a little feisty today, so sorry. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> I got a you little didn't, bit of a You chip. didn't get your coffee this morning. <laughs> I did. I just got a little chip on my shoulder. Um, the size of Texas. <laughs> a Texas boy? <laughs> I, well, a proud I Texas boy? Uh, yeah, no. I've been in New Mexico for 20 years. I can call myself a, a New Mexican now, can't I? Well, you identify as an El Pasoan much more yes, than a, a New Mexican. But El Pasoans don't identify as Texans. Wow, the I mean, that's still, they're still in, te- they're in denial. <laughs> yes. That's right. like the Las Cruces people saying they're not New Mexicans. They're still in New Mexico. <laughs> they're still affiliated. Um, and so the second book you're working on is um, sort of this companion type, possibly a companion type book, but a, a yeah. sort of a daily prayer, uh, seasonal prayer type book. So maybe if you could... Uh, Describe that. Um, yeah, sort it's of- kind of counter to one another because it's the one book is on practicing silence, basically. Right. The other one has is going to be a <laughs> Tons prayer of book. Prayers. <laughs> <laughs> I so, didn't even think about that. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's kind of like the the, the Tao Te Ching. Uh, there's a comedian I heard that said something like the Tao Te Ching says, "The less you speak, the better." And but it took them five thousand. <laughs> words or whatever to (laughs) to articulate that (laughs) to articulate that you can't articulate something and so that's kind of the nature of spirituality isn't it and so yeah so so this will be kind of a a compilation of of daily prayer Uh, it'll be a a, a, what you call a psalter or a a prayer book Mm. you know that would reflect our our place here and our perspective from the different genres of spirituality that have influenced us over the years. So, and and how do you have it sort of broken down? Yeah. So it's, so it's an hourly, uh, times of the day. So, so the desolate beauty book was 
based on uh, the numinous space. Mm, yep, yep. If you can look up that podcast. So these five times during the day, you know, that are, you know, so, so it would start with um, Alpenglow, which is just before daybreak, you know, and, and at daybreak. So I'll have prayers for that. That'll be in the first person because people, you know, we don't get together that early. Right. <laughs> so the prayers will be in the eye perspective. So those, uh, those, the numinous space uh, podcast were 52 and 53. Yeah. <clears throat> so then the second you move series. on to skylight, which is mid morning to, to noon. So those would be in the perspective of we, mm-hmm. uh, you, you and I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, David and there Dorian. was a time when we had better participation out here. Not so much anymore. Maybe I need to, <clears throat> to do a, a campaign. Go back, go back to your gunslinger roots. Yeah. <laughs> campaign. Campaign to get people involved again. Hey, remember the, remember you used to follow Jesus? <laughs> hey, Jesus. Uh, and the third would be, yeah, Mirage, which is that, uh, mid afternoon. Oh yeah. Late the afternoon. Heat of the... And then, uh, um, afterglow, which is sunset. Mm-hmm. And then canopy, which was deep night. Nighttime. Which that one would be in first person. Mm-hmm. So the first and the last would be first person perspective. Just dropped my phone. Uh, yeah, and these and these each would have a theme each mm. day. So and so it'll be broken down by the days of the week. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. So each day has those five divisions, and each of those days will have a different theme that's been important to us, mm. spiritual theme. So it's yeah, and it invites, it kind of gives a guide for to enter into silence, and you know, and it also concedes that most people probably need that. They need oh oh some sort of prayer guides or a scripture mm. of some sort. So they feel, I don't know, safer connected. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the second or not the second part, but the next part of the book, you also have it by season. Is it correct me if I'm wrong? It's following the liturgical calendar. So there's, yeah. 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 So that's, that's an invitation. You know, there's, there's been a big, uh, a wider interest in, amongst uh, non-liturgical churches Mm. over the last 20 years, I've noticed. And so, yeah, so it'll be an invitation to enter into that. You might be non-institutional in your understanding and practice of faith, uh, but the liturgical season is older than the institution, Mm -hmm. really. And Mm so... uh, So, yeah, it's an invitation to enter into that. Well, I think, too... Um, and we, we've act, of course, we've done a podcast about the liturgical calendar, but one of the things you've talked about, and I, I think you've quoted it from someone, but this idea of like, when we reflect on Christmas time, that's Christ coming, being birthed again, every, you know what I mean? When right. we talk about Christ coming again, well, it happens every single year right. at the Christmas yeah. time, right? The, the resurrection happening again, every single, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And so, to revisit those, you know, um, at least for me, that idea of like um, revisiting these things, you know, and sort yeah. of beat it into my head because I'm one, I'm forgetful and two, I'm thick headed. <laughs> so the reminder every, you know, yeah. a, a continuous reminder at different parts of the year, um, I know for me is has been extremely helpful on the spiritual path. Yeah. Most of us don't live in much of a rhythm mm-hmm. of life. You know, ancient cultures had 
agriculture, mm-hmm. which was puts you in a rhythm. And then before that, hunters, you know, hunter, hunter, hunting and gathering. Mm-hmm. I almost said huntering. Right. Uh, <laughs> huntering and gather, <laughs> gather her. <laughs> yeah, you definitely had a rhythm. For sure. Of following, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the herds, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we've kind of lost that. The only rhythm we really have is either dictated by advertisers mm. and the consumer culture or it's uh or it's the educational mm. you know school yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of thing yeah especially if you have kids and so in the, yeah in the so it's an invitation process. to enter into a deeper rhythm of life really and, mm-hmm. and a deeper spirituality of that uh not meant to be a a legal thing mm-hmm. you know, a burden but it's an actual doorway to something deeper of a way of living your life so, yeah. Well, and I think it too, it's going back to what you were saying about like um, having that prayer, or that scripture reading to go into silence and having, you know, making it a little bit more comfortable or safe, but having this routine as far as the calendar, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's already been set out for us if we, if we choose to follow it. And so we can just opt in to lean in, you know what I mean? It's like you're saying, you, you can be legalistic about it, but that's, yeah. that's defeating the point of right. it using using it as a tool versus using it as a some kind of law, you know, scriptural law or right, you yeah. know, calendar law. And and um and then the last part of this book, which actually um caught my attention when we were first talking about it, um, were just like prayer, these prayers from um inspi- you know, saints that have inspired yeah. you or Desert Rain or whatever. And so maybe you could touch on that a little bit and and just um how you came to the decision to include those in. Yeah. Cause it'd be, you know, even though I'm mostly a practitioner of silent prayer, it'd be incomplete, really an incomplete picture to, to say that meditations on saints who've gone before on their mm-hmm. prayers, haven't inspired me and deepened my own mm-hmm. soul, you know? And so there's, there's plenty of those out there. Uh, the prayer of St. Francis, uh, a lot of people, I mean, you know, he didn't write that prayer. Again, right, right. But still, it's it's Franciscan to the core, right? Or the breastplate of St. Patrick, he didn't write that. Mm. But it's patrician. There you go. I used a, a big <laughs> word. Uh, to the core, right? Mm. And so it has the spirit of that spirituality in a in a accessible prayer for all of mm-hmm. us today. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, the, the prayer of Ignatius, which he did write that one because he's a later, he's a latter day saint of the 18th. Our, our favorite. Yeah. He's a young, young one. He's only from the 18th century. Snapper. <laughs> the founder of the Jesuits. So, uh, but yeah, uh, take Lord, receive all my liberties, my memories, my understanding, all that I am. And so, uh, give me nothing but your love and your grace. That's enough for me. So that's a, that's a great prayer, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, inspired words. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to include Rumi, but all the English translations are copywritten, <laughs> and they want to get paid for his. Want to get that money? Yeah. So screw them. Um, <laughs> and so, a similar question to the with the first book, but sort of what inspired you to just you know to finally put this words to paper and and. Um, more so organ it feels this book feels more like an organization of of stuff you've been wrestling with for years. Yeah, that's all so, it is. Yeah. It's a compilation of mm. those things and 
maybe they'll be helpful to others, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing super creative that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know, no dreams or anything like that. Just, right. You know, just it's like, let's put this, let's put this together, man. Yeah. So. And, and you see it for, um, for someone that might not be necessarily familiar with, uh, a, a, you know, a daily prayer type book like this. Um, would it be fair to compare it, not apples to apples, but sort of a similar inspired, like the, oh, what's it with the one Shane Claiborne and um, there's like four or five authors put together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, Daily prayer, common prayer for everyday radicals. That's it. That one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it something similar to that or? No, not really. I I've used that book, and I know you have. Yeah, yeah, I have for sure. Um, it wasn't. It it was a little too wordy for me. Okay. You know? So I've used all that, kinds. It of is different, a big. It is a big book. Yeah. If you and it's more meditative it. and discursive than mm. than contemplative, you know. Uh, and so. What would you? And compare, I don't say that as a negative criticism. Right, right, right. I'm just saying it's that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you compare the book you're working on? Yeah, to something so, that so, might be out there. So I've used fixed hour prayer books for over t- 25 years, and I started with the 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 Catholic monastic hours, which is just called daily prayer, mm. uh, Christian prayer. Uh, I've used the Book of Common Prayer that the Episcopalians, okay, Anglicans. Uh, Phyllis Tickle had one that I used for a while, which was kind of adopted from that. Mm. Um, Another podcast we've done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check out our archive. And so, but really, the one, and I think we've have talked about this one was Philip uh, J. Philip Newell's mm. book. We should okay. probably. I think reach out to him at some oh, point because he's still talk to him because he's been so influential. And so, anyway, he wrote two little, actually three, um, actually four. <laughs> small little prayer books. Uh, but the first two are, are the ones that really have stayed with me over the years. Mm. Uh, and, and they're, they're, one is called the Celtic Psalter, uh, sounds of the eternal mm. already. I, th- I think they're already going out of print. Oh, wow. You know? Um, and the second one is, uh, benediction and, and it's another Celtic, mm-hmm. uh, daily prayer and very simple, Simply laid out, it's it's morning prayer and evening prayer, and uh, and so the, so if there's any inspiration for what we're doing with this, that's book, what it looks like. Yeah, it would be Philip yeah. J. J. Philip Newell's. Uh, we'll be hearing from his lawyers probably. <laughs> just uh, and so yeah, and then he wrote one, yeah, a larger one. Uh, it was more scripturally based, narrative based, mm. and then he wrote one for earth prayers, mm. which was more uh, interfaith. So, so he's written quite a few, you know, so ours is more of a testament to a very specific place right, and of experience course. here. Of course. So, um, like Paul McCartney said, you'd think people had enough of silly love songs, <laughs> Nope. <laughs> but I look around me and I see it isn't so <laughs> screw you, John Lennon, but he was basically, he wrote that song as a criticism from John Lennon right. so, and it became a number one hit. <laughs> Yeah, they had an interesting relationship. But it's still not instant karma. <laughs> um, and so one of the questions I've been, I was thinking about uh, as we started this conversation is just 
for you within the creative process, um, because this book or books are so different, um, you know, than the, the book we put together of the haiku poetry sort of, sort of how, how have you seen that, um, dance or relationship unfold internally for you as, as you've started writing and engaging with this, you know, this, I, I don't want to say it's a follow-up book because it's not, but just the yeah, next yeah. book you're work, you know, constructing, so to speak, and writing. Yeah. So the so we sat down what in January of 2021 or 22. Yeah. January right, 22. Right, yeah, yeah. So hey, let's put together a book. Let's we do don't a know book, anything baby. about. We we know nothing about publishing or anything like that, but let's. Yeah, let's do it. So you already had at that point. You already had haiku. I had about fifty. Okay. Uh, and, and, but yeah, I just started a daily discipline of writing them, but it was more of a creative flow. So mm. I ended up with like 600 or so. Yeah, we, of them. Yeah, there was, so, so there were several months of just this creative flow of collecting them and writing them, but then it hit the wall of fire. And I think we did a podcast. We did a podcast that. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was just now compiling them into a, a cohesive book was a grueling process for me. Mm. Very difficult. And tried to avoid it as much as I could. So now with this one, it's all, it's both of those processes together. So it's the formatting and, and making it cohesive. Mm. So there's the pain of that with the creativity. So, uh, so last book, you could separate those two out. You were able to do the creative flow, right. write the poems and then construct. Right. Whereas this one, you're, you're approaching it both at the same time. So my future self will thank me. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. This, the, you're making it more efficient for yourself. Yeah. So my late summer self will say, oh, I see. all right, you already did the, the hard stuff. Uh, you know, the editing and all that, uh, for me. So, and, and, um, in that same vein, you know, we use some, some images in the first book and I, you know, I think you want to use some images and, yeah. Both of these or one of these books is that, are you taking that? Is that part of your creative process right now as far as, or are you just focused on the writing? Yeah. Right now, just the writing and the yeah. organization. So the formatting mm-hmm. itself, you know, like the, the technical stuff, how big will the book be? Mm-hmm. The margins, all that yeah, yeah, boring yeah. stuff. So, and what, and so on the same side of that same coin, what, what is what is similar about this process about writing you know prayer a prayer book similar to the poetry book that that maybe surprised you in the sense of you weren't expecting that uh nothing yet i mean well yeah i mean the division of at first i started with just a morning and evening and then i thought well why not do the oh you know right, the five right things which so that book will speak to the previous book mm-hmm. um and so yeah so there are those kinds of things so now starting to write those and deciding well how do, how do i make it each day repetitious but well rhythmic but not repetitious oh so some will say the same thing every day but others will be a new trying a to variation on the theme so i'm trying to do almost that call right now. back yeah through the week Right. Interesting. So, so that's kind of what I'm wrestling with right now. And so it's a slower process. Yeah. And have you found, 
anything i mean could you give an example of something where it sort of clicked as far as that finding that way to be sort of the you know one of the times per day or whatever and and yeah so there'll be golden thread through the week so like when you open up to a sunday prayer or monday prayer you know a daily prayer the first uh section of it will be called the presence of God. In other words, to, to awaken yourself to the presence of God Mm. that's all around you, uh, as it relates to that time of day. Mm -hmm. So that prayer will be the same on every Mm. Sunday, Monday, you know, and then the scripture will be a specific theme for that whole day. Mm -hmm. So you'll get uh, five related scriptures within a day. One for uh, each of the, the different times. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the, the prayer itself, the, the, I don't, I don't know if it'd be called a closing prayer, but it was a thematic prayer will be on that. So Sunday will be the Eucharist, which will be developing mm. a gratitude, a life of gratitude, a Eucharistic life. So all five little scripture verses will be related to either Thanksgiving or the Emmaus, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the Easter story of, uh, breaking bread and he disappears from their sight, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And then, you know, Tuesday might be justice, the you know, working for justice mm-hmm. in the world, being mindful of those things. Um, so, yeah. And, and what, um, I mean, you're still pretty early in the process, but um, what sort of things have bubbled to the surface for you that maybe you weren't expecting as you've been reflecting on whether it's the theme or the, you know what I mean? The, the, Closing yeah. prayer, what you know, what what are some of the things that have come up for you, um, either you know, either revelations or just remind, right? Like sometimes yeah. we forget stuff in the spiritual life, and and we are reminded at uh, odd times. Yeah, just a reminder to you know, if you're present to a certain time of day, like like for example, if you if you made a decision to order your life in a way where you're present for the sunrise and you're present mm-hmm. for the sunset, then that's how your life is going to go. Mm-hmm. You're going to be present to your whole life. If you're not present to those daily things, mm-hmm. then you're not, that's how you're, that's going to be the sum of your life as well. An unawakened life, unconscious mm-hmm. life, you know? Uh, and so, and you can do that whatever your economic, socioeconomic situation is, you mm-hmm. know, you could, you know, look up at the sky at any time, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so there's, so there's that reminder. um, And just, yeah, there's some deep complex spiritual uh, concepts, I guess, Mm -hmm. that have come out in the regular. So for example, uh, yesterday I was trying to come up with a prayer for uh, the mirage, Mm -hmm. which is the middle of the day. Right. The heat and, of the day. And in the desert, it's, yeah, in the summer, it's it's the, where the heat is just pounding down. All the animals go underground. It's time to, you know, if you can, take a quick siesta. <laughs> uh, that's, it's part of this, this region, right? To do that. Well, and you joke Get about the, sun. the, the, af- the heat of the afternoon attempting to kill you yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> the, the weather's trying to kill you. Uh, Which is true. I mean, it's true. Yeah, that's how hot it gets. It's personal. <laughs> and... So I was trying to come up with a prayer for that and mirage. And so it became as we, as we sit here between at the crossroads of the day. Mm-hmm. And so it's a liminal space, which, which is a spiritual concept of 
you're, you're between something. You're, you're between, uh, it's in that liminal space where transformation occurs. Mm-hmm. Um, the cross is it literally is a, you know, is a, is a crossroads yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing. And so, so it's the intersection of heaven and earth, the intersection of male and female, all, all the great dualities that we've mm-hmm. created in our minds, uh, collectively as, as a human race, uh, night and darkness. Uh, and so it's, it's the between place of all of those. And so, and midnight's one of those too, but mm-hmm. midday is, well, is, is also one. So, and the funny thing about, I mean, we're making the joke about, um, the desert trying to kill you, but if you know anything about the desert, there's so much life and it's also thriving. You know what I mean? So to yeah. speak, even, even with this heat of the midday speaking to that, that in-between place of like life finding a way, right? Yeah, it's a, somehow. It's the Jurassic Park, Yeah, you know, life will find a way quote that everyone likes to talk about. But that's especially true in harsh, you know, whether it's yeah. the extreme cold or the extreme hot. Um, if you're aware, if you've spent time in those places, you've been able to witness how how fruitful and, and living it, it truly is. Yeah. Even with with the heat trying to kill you, um, that's amazing. That's really so, yeah. So instead of yeah writing a, a paragraph or a chapter on liminal space and what that does for you, it'll be a very brief prayer at mm-hmm. a certain time of day that draws you into the experience of that. If that makes any sense, yeah. So that's kind of what that's been surprising how that's unfolded. And um, sort this, of. T- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, this might count as our book meeting then. So. <laughs> The, uh, to jump to the other book, um, one of the questions I've, I have for you, um, and it, it so I, I asked this question cause it's actually my favorite part of the book. You know, you've, you've sent me a couple of the chapters and, um, being able to incorporate, and we don't have to give any, uh, specific stories if you don't want to right now, since it's still so early, but incorporating very personal stories into, um, sort of the practical side of centering prayer, right? The, yeah. w- the way you were able to couple those two. Um, how did you, how did you know within writing that how important those por- personal stories would be in shaping the spiritual practice you were trying to articulate? Well, Dorian, that's an excellent <laughs> question. Long before Brene Brown came on the scene, <laughs> the idea Miss, of Miss Miss Vulnerability, <laughs> yes, Vulnerability <laughs> still those, existed for, for, for the 1% of people that don't know who that is. <laughs> before Vulnerability will became an Instagram <laughs> a fad, cool, a cool thing, uh, <laughs> cool guy thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, it's actually still been around, you know, this thing called the cross. Uh, and so. So just, yeah, training as a preacher, Mm. that was always part of our training, you know, to incorporate your own personal story and be, be open. Mm -hmm. The word we used back then was transparent (laughs) rather than uh, vulnerable. Good old old transparency. Uh, And then, and then the writings of Henry Nouwen, for sure, Mm -hmm. very vulnerable in his Mm -hmm. writings. Whereas like, if you read Thomas Merton, um, there's very little about his personal life in the, mm. in his writings, you know, Interesting. Uh, Dorothy Day is somewhat, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
but you know, and, and then Thomas Keating and Richard Rohr, very little about their, mm -hmm. they, they don't talk much about their personal lives or experience. Cynthia Bourgeau will sometimes, uh, Finley, a couple of stories, you know, James Finley. So, yeah. So I think it's important. How, how have you worked this stuff out in your personal life? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. And Henry Nowen, yeah, I, I remember reading at that time, you know, this is like 15 years ago. Uh, he wrote a, a, it was a, I think he took, they made him take a year off. And so he wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> wrote a book on a, his year off. A week, uh, year it was, was a journal and it ended up being his last. He oh. did 365 entries. Okay. And he died like right after that. He That's had a heart amazing. attack on a treadmill and which is why you should stay away from gyms, <laughs> stay away from treadmills and exercise equipment. It'll kill you kids. Uh, and it, yeah, and it, on that, he, he was asking the question, why is my mind so distracted after all these years during prayer? You know, my mind is, and so is this a, a deep fault of mine or is it, or has my experience dried up to invite me into a deeper experience? with God. So he would write things like that, mm -hmm. uh, how he worked this stuff out. And so that was kind of the model from the beginning of that. Cause I started that book, what, 10 years ago, I think okay. more 2007 or eight, somewhere around there. So, so about 15 years really. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna have to update some of those stories. Yeah. And I, I think, um, for me, just reading through that, it, it, um, I mean, so that's, that's, the principle that makes recovery so um, possible, right? Is is people sharing, being extremely vulnerable, and sharing. You know, we say we share what it, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. Yeah. Right. And and sort of that same concept of like working through these things, um, and not you know not that you necessarily overcome this stuff, right? Like some of this stuff, it just it just informs who yeah. you are, right? Especially yeah. if, you know chronic pain or, or uh, chronic disease or what, you know, whatever it could be. Um, and so that was what caught my attention reading uh, one of the chapters specifically that you and I've talked about was just informing with that, you know, that transparent or vulnerable story and it, you know, sort of transitioning into um, how you wrestled with that thing, how you, how you uh, encountered the world how you stay, you know yeah. what I mean? You saw, saw a bigger problem, a bigger thing that was like, well, I can't do anything about that. Yeah. Right. That's a global thing, but I can do this, this thing in front of me. And it wasn't right away. Right. Like it was right. years right. later. And, and so just this idea for me, for me, it was a good reminder of like, um, yeah, there's a lot of shit in the world that's fucked up and that bothers me. Um, yeah. In fact, I was just having a conversation with someone a day or two ago. They were complaining or not complaining, but they were struggling with something uh, very big, you know, and, and we just talked it out and, and, you know, sort of coming to this, this place, you know, and, and how you articulated of like, okay, well, what's, what's mine to do, yeah. right? Like if I'm given an opportunity, how I, how can I step in and maybe uh, lighten the load, even if just a little bit? for someone, you know, and, yeah. and, um, cause it's, it, or at least for me, it's like, I see these big problems and I want to go tackle it, but first burnout, 
centuries of, you know what I mean? There's, you know, I, we've talked about it, you know, immigration as an example. Right, like, right. You're, we're not going to flip the switch on that overnight, but we can engage with things, um, you know, have tough conversations, try to meet people where they're at, yeah. things of this nature. And it just, but it, um, yeah. So that was one of the things for me that was, uh, for the centering prayer specifically, the centering prayer book specifically that really, um, just as I was reading it, I could, that, that just relate, you know, oh, in good. a way, um, in a new way. Cause I, I, you know, I've known you for a decade or so. I'd never heard that story. Hmm. You know what I mean? And so, or maybe, you know, maybe I had, but not in the, not the way it was presented in the book. Yeah. And so just, just being able to see, um, see how you're observing the world and then see how you're engaging this practice. Um, cause the latter part, I see you engage the practice, right? Like we live, you know, we pray together, we yeah. live in the same space. And so it just, I don't know. It, it was very, uh, interesting to me, um, to encounter that chapter and, and just, just see, see a different perspective. That's I cool. guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess with is is there anything on your heart or mind specifically around the books or even around the creative process that um you know sort of has come up for you in the last couple months of or I don't even know if it's been two months, a month for sure, of reengaging this uh sort of the writer side of things? Yeah, it's it's the wall of fire right now. Mm. So it's just the getting a breakthrough, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So walking slowly. Right now, it's kind of the wall of fire is a field in front of me, and I'm walking into the field. Mm. That's where I'm at with, with it right now. So, And have you found any uh, sort of outlets, whether it was something you used last time with the, the poetry book or, you know, something new you've attempted to engage or... Or is it just like, I'm not dealing with that right now? Yeah, I'm not dealing with it right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Which is a good place. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know... That's just part of the process, it seems like, exactly. especially with creative stuff. I'm like, working really hard at not working at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I got trees to water. I got trees to take care of. They depend I got, on me. I got, I got meals I need to make, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got to eat. Yeah, I got to feed cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feed cat. and entertain cats and <laughs> water and entertain trees. This cat keeps breaking out of, of uh, different uh, contraptions. I got to yeah. gotta keep an eye on this guy. <laughs> Um, that's beautiful, man. I mean, this is a little bit shorter podcast, but I feel like, uh, we've really sort of delved into these, these two new things. And I know I'm, I'm super excited about, um, about both, you know, how, whatever direction they end up going, but just sort of yeah. witnessing the early stage of, um, of creating the book together, but also, um, watching you, um, get out of your comfort zone, so to speak, and, and, you know, try something yeah. new outside of the poetry realm. So, cause I, I, you know, in my personal opinion, anyone that's listening, that's um, not sure if you go to dreamwalkerway.com, desolate beauty, the book of uh, light and shadow is the poetry book we've been talking about. Um, it's also Kindle. Is that the Amazon one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say Amazon. the wrong one. 
So you can all the if you're if you have an ebook, the only place to get it right now is Kindle. So if you go to Amazon and search Desolate Beauty, and um, and then we got the translation. Yeah, Kirsten Helm translated uh, it to American Sign Language, and that can be found on um, YouTube. And it, it's easier if you search Dreamwalker, which is one word, and Way is the second word, and find our channel. If you search Desolate Beauty, multiple things pop up. Um, so yeah, did you have anything else? Any parting yeah. words? Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, sir. Appreciate everyone listening. Um, thank you to Danny West. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Thank you to Mr. Uh, Jacob Nedia. That's what you hear in the background with Monk Drums. Um, like we said, dreamwalkerway.com is the place for the book. And um, I think that's it. Thank you, Mr. Morrison. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time and appreciate everyone listening. And uh, until next week. <laughs>